Welcome, Sojourners. You have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Fairy and the Free. Like you, the Sojourners are on a mission, and they face conflict, and sometimes even danger. And in the great city of Luminous, within the plain of Skyworld, they search for the missing green swan named Frisia. And now they are at the border of Castle Feathermore. They encounter a sundry of peoples and cultures within the wonderful city of Luminous and get that much closer to accomplishing their mission. But suddenly, they come to an impasse. And so for now, our story continues. Now within the splendid city of Luminous, the Sojourners visited the local drink entitled The Current, where they met Kelly, the Ergonasi, breathed in the helium bar and savored an indulgent bubble bath. They only had to regroup and begin their search for Frisia, the green swan of dreamland. But before they could set out into the city, they experienced some of the unsavory aspects of Luminous. The constant tension within the great region between the Bite Club and Baron Von Feathermore. Here within Illuminus, the Cloud City, Baron Von Feathermore manages most of the efficiency of the metropolis, with the exception of the food sourcing, which is, of course, maintained by the other power within Luminous, Count Crescian. Rumors that the Bite Club serve the Count in violent ways circulate throughout the city in the aftermath of vandalism and destruction, all of which the Count vehemently denies ownership of. Still, it remains true that the power balance between the Baron and the Count stays tense. However, as life would have it, Luminous continues to thrive as a bastion for freedom, despite this rivalry. And after the most recent attack in which the sojourners participated in quelling it quickly, the hippogriffs arrive as medics. These hippopotamus people, police and trained counselors, they place the balm of order upon this ruthless chaos in the destruction of the tavern, the current. And outside the city, amidst the chaos, the sojourners are congratulated as local heroes. And there before you, the great city of Luminous lies in wait. And so for now, our story continues. As the chaos comes down to order, the current comes back into safety where the smoke and the fire have been extinguished. Kelly is nearby being investigated by the police. The medics are taking care of everyone, bandaging yourself, balming your wounds, as well as the three vandals who lay unconscious at this moment. One of them, the gnomish fellow missing a shirt and which is securely tucked away in Bertie's pocket. These vandals identified themselves as members of the bike club. And amidst all the rabble, you hear whispers of people, fellow Ganassis, humans, even a couple drow families, and of course the hippo people, who are murmuring that this is all because Count Crescian has not agreed upon the terms and conditions of Baron Von Feathermore. And some people saying, well, Baron Von Feathermore, he is to blame because of his unfair dealings with Count Crescian while others saying that the Bite Club is simply a riffraff group of gangs and pirates and have no dealings with the Count or the Baron. And amidst all this rabble, Bertie, how do you appear and to what do you pay attention to? The guys are still on the floor. I took the t-shirt. Bertie is thinking of Baron Von Feathermore and thinking about whether he knows where the swan is because swans and feathers go together. An astute observation by Bertie, and Bertie, 
As your eyes peer through the city of Luminous, a couple of the members of the crowd point out the castle, Castle Feathermore. You saw it as you flew into the city with Catrick at a large ramp. And in fact, there were giant folk who boarded that airspace and went inside the castle. You can easily deduce that the Baron is a giant. Holding this medallion or trinket or badge that the hippo person gave him for being a hero. Uh, he's kind of got one arm up as one of them's kind of just muttering around him, rah, 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 like bandaging his singed oh, arm. Yes, and he's muttering, "Hold still, please. I will take care of you. Let me just roll to see if I can help you out with a little bit of healing. Ah, yes, four points of healing for your burned <laughs> arm. You see, he's got a name badge that says Wilhelm." Oh, Wilhelm, I have, I thank you for your service. Do you hand out these badges often? No, only when people go above and beyond, of course. This was indeed a crisis of vandalism and terror, and we saw that you quickly quelled this. It would have been much more violent. My officer says that you stopped it in its tracks. You have a great honor now within the city. Oh, well, that is that is good to know. I did not do it by myself. My friends were of much aid. Oh, yes, yes, I agree. And he's just going to continue just kind of staring at the badge and and then kind of glancing up and seeing, you know, how people are being helped around him and where his friends are. Because last he left them was inside. And Simone, you, of course, noticed birdies peering through the horizon, looking at Castle Feathermore. And then you look over and see Trina. How does she appear and what does she pay attention to? Trina is currently trying to shake off the medic who wants to attend her. Her uh, hair Hold is... still, hold still. <laughs> no, I, I am fine. I do not need to hold still. Her hair is kind of poofed up because that fireball came in and she did duck underneath the table, but she still got singed a little bit. She's got some soot all over her. A little bit of her clothes are kind of um, singed, and she is very upset about this. Uh, so she's trying to shake off, and she's going to march over and stand over the unconscious hooligans, because she's got words for them. Okay, as soon as he notices you, uh, Wilhelm just stops, and he bows. Oh, so sorry, so I'm so sorry, and he backs away. And soon enough, a female hippogif comes walking over Galana and she says, I will take care of you. Hold still. Let me take care of you. And she's trying to manage your wounds and take care of your body. I and don't need help. I want to go talk to these people who have ruined my day, my perfect day. This was a beautiful establishment and they had no right. No right to be throwing their bombs in here. Let me at them. I've got words for them. Oh, aren't you a saucy young lady? She puts her hands on her hips and huffs and walks away, leaving you with your wounds. But you do see the three vandals slowly coming to consciousness, and there's a proud police officer surveying their bodies. He's got this large strip of tape around. He's got these little flagpoles that are placed around the vandals, and he sees you walking you would have to indeed cross a line in order to get close to them. I will absolutely march right through that line. Make an intimidation check with your frizzy hair. <laughs> and my soot-covered face. Yeah. That's only a nine. A nine. Uh, Galana just runs over and tackles you to the ground. Boom, and she slams on top of you and says, you will hold still and I will heal you. How dare you? Get off of me this instant! It's clear that Trina is not making any progress in interrogating these vandals. And uh, whether you like it or not, Galana heals you for five hit points. <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> and, and she's got you tied down on a stretcher now and just completely strapped down. And she and this other female hippo gif person 
is uh, bandaging your wounds and they're trying to comb all the tangles out of your hair and washing your face. You look like you haven't had a good bath in a while, dirty person, dirty little elf. That's the problem. <laughs> I've had a bath and they ruined it. Stop it. Samoon, kidnapping me. Birdie, this one has gone a little crazy. I don't think she is quite fit in the head. No, Perhaps you're we should crazy. take her to the conv no. convalescent house. I think so. It'd be very no, good for her. She no, could... no, she's normally like that. So I don't think they could even try to fix her. Um, she's just high strung. High strung? Yeah. Like an instrument. High. Yes, but very she, she high pitched instru instrument. She's putting a potion down your throat to keep you quiet, Trina. I'm trying to spit it out, I guess. <laughs> Constitution check. <laughs> Is that then a save? You... Uh, yeah, it can be a save. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You're going for 13 or higher to save against being unable to speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody would like. Oh, God. it's a six. <laughs> six. All right, so potion's going down, so you're out of the speaking you're unable to speak for the seconds uh so moon of course you are nearby witnessing all this i'm sure but birdie you, uh galana looks at you and says high strung you mean like a instrument or something right yes yeah, a very high-pitched instrument that doesn't stop um do you think mm. i could buy some of that potion from you that might help a little well i can't sell it to you but i can easily tell you where to purchase it no problem at all. Three gold for it, if you want to purchase it. No problem at all. Hmm, maybe if we take her to a musician or conservatory, then we can get her tuned. Do you think that will work? Oh, and they begin to speak in their hippopotamus language. But you hey, are Trina. To... Hey, Trina, they want to take you away, so you probably should chill. You should calm down. Face is bright red, and her mouth is moving, and her veins are kind of popping. Oh, the color's coming back into her face. That's good. She clenches her fists and just lit, like slams her head back and just seethes, heavy breathing, staring at the sky. All right, so before I make a move, how does Samoon appear in all this? Because Trina right now looks, Trina looks very um, unstable in the eyes of these medics and police officers. <laughs> she seems like she needs some intervention. <laughs> That's what she thinks she needs. <laughs> so Moon is going to uh, come in. Um, he's got like a little bit of a bandaging around his arm, um, but nothing too crazy. He's got the badge in his right hand. Bertie and Trina, are you guys okay in here? They seem to be taking care of the people out there, and I got this cool badge, and what then? What? But what is going on right now? <laughs> They gave Trina a potion. Um, she can't talk now, which is fine. We should just leave her like that. That's okay. Uh, she's mad, but they want to take her away to like um, the hospital or the infirmary to, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Galana finishes but. the potion and says, there, you're all better. That feels good, right? Give her a patronizing smile. Better already, smiling. She's, uh, she can be, um, yes, a little dramatic at times, but I assure you, apart from that, she is probably mostly fine. I don't think she took much of the attack to begin with. If she is dramatic, maybe she should go to the theater. <gasps> no, I said conservatory. She's an instrument. An instrument? Uh, can you have an instrument in the theater? They do work together, yes. That sounds what fun. What instrument would Trina play? Trina, what instrument would you play? Just slowly say it, and I will read your lips. My hands restrained? Not your hands, no. Okay. It's just like they have you like strapped across the chest, but you are able to speak now. The potion is finished. Oh, okay. I'm going to look at him and be like, you've seen me play and she pulls her cloak out my liar <gasps> i can play all the stringed instruments i am a very talented musician thank you very much that is right i nearly forgot i apologize yes she is very good at all the stringed instruments so perhaps oh, she's you a liar do, do you, she's a liar 
Um. Well, she doesn't. She has not lied to me. Excuse me, Miss Galena, ma'am. Uh, Nurse Galena, you may call me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for healing me. Would it be okay if I asked the mean gentleman who ruined my day a few questions? She is getting more polite even as we speak. I'm Works so every time. Sorry for how hey. I acted out. I was just in so much pain and you made it better it works every time and they begin to unstrap you very proud at their medicine and their treatment well done galena you did it again oh it, no it wasn't me it was always the medicine and they begin to trail off leaving you to yourself as before the vandals are now handcuffed and they are back to back and the um the police are standing nearby but for the most part unguarded there's just one policeman who's keeping watch the vandals are awake and sitting up within the boundaries of those flags and ribbons um about that potion i would like to buy one of those potions you could easily buy it at a store it's yours for the taking three gold please okay instamart <laughs> well okay. it looks like our uh, little bad guys over here seem to be coming through not when i get through with them I've got some work. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go give them a piece of my mind. But she takes a deep breath. I'm going to ask them some nice questions and find out why they ruined my new favorite place. Would you like to come, Samoon and Birdie? I don't know if you're gonna talk like that. Can you just like talk normal? I don't know. Are you gonna shove potion down my throat if I talk normal? Hmm. Only if you don't stop talking normal, then I may shove potion. But just know that I have the potion, so that's all I have to say. Unbelievable. All right, I'm going to go talk to them. I'm going to go to the line and not charge through it this time. They're within earshot. Um, excuse me, Mr. Officer, sir? Yeah, yes, how can I help you? Oh, a badge. What? Thank you so much for your service. I have one, too. His is a little bit bigger. Thank you. You know, actually, uh, my friends and I, we're traveling heroes on tour right now, and we think we could be of more service. Would it be okay if I crossed this line and had a few words with these uh, gentlefolk? Mm. He seems dubious. He's pondering over the rules. I mean, have you heard of Bertie Cartwright? She is a legend in Bonzeral. Bonzeral? Nobody else that you could have better on this case than Birdie, Samoon, and I. I. As he surveys your three badges, go ahead and make a persuasion check with advantage. Very polite, Trina. Tapping into the culture of these hippos. I know how to behave sometimes. Coming up behind Trina, Samoon will just pipe in. That is right, officer. We are the best. B-S-T. 16 plus 9. For my persuasion with advantage the dice have spoken the light of the luminous you can see it now a large tower i mean this massive tower with a bowl at the top that resembles the sun on bonzaro it's like glints off of your three badges at the same time and reflects on his face you see his large hippo features smile broadly and say i think this time would be just fine and he motions for you to cross the line. Oh, thank you so much, honey. Duck under. I want to go stand in front of these three hooligans and with my hands on my hips. And I'm going to be like, all right, which one of you is in charge? They look to the guy who's shirtless. And talk, what? Uh, come on. <laughs> what are you? What's it to you? Trina looks down at him, incredibly unimpressed. He just quirks an eyebrow. Do you know what makes for good, strong economies, my dear friend? Uh, no. Tourism. Do you know what's bad for tourism? High prices? You! And she points her finger right in his face. Dirty little vandals like you who ruin perfectly nice and good establishments. What do you have to say for yourself? Perfectly nice and criminal establishments with the prices they charge. We did pay for things 
in my estimation, were they very high prices? No. No. The prices they charge? What? If they were any cheaper, they'd be free. And you know what's bad for economy? Giving your services away. Free would be great. And that's exactly what the people of Skyworld deserve. You clearly do not understand how economy works, but no, I'm, I'm not getting into that. What is your name? Grinwalt. What's Grinwalt? your name? Grinwalt. That's... Yeah. Grinwalt? Have you seen my shirt? Have you seen my shirt? Why do you? No, I thought you went around like this normally. Like this isn't your get... kind of fashion? N -n no, I had a shirt. We're the, oh. we're the bite squad. We always wear our shirts. Oh, well, it'll... You know, if you didn't go around blowing things up, maybe you wouldn't be losing your shirt. He kind of stops for a minute and thinks about if that actually happened. <laughs> the drow kind of leans over and says, you're talking too much. Too hey, much. Hey, this is not a conversation involving you. Unless you want it to be. What's your name? I have no name. Oh. Names are chains and bondage. Just like Feathermore. Now you are talking too much. Look, buddy, I know about chains and bondage. Names are not chains and bondage. So let me get this straight. You want everything to be free and you don't like the guy in charge, so you blow things up? Until it's free, yes. Until it's free. And then, oh my gosh. When everything is free, how does anything get done? Fair trade of services. It's not that complicated. You've clearly been influenced by... Baron von Feathermore. Look, I'm. This is my first day here. I don't know anything about any barons or bonds or Feathermores. Well, actually, I know some bonds, but no Feathermore or barons. Have you seen a swan? I think it's gold. It's green. Oh, it's green. So, in conjunction with Bertie's question, as well as mentioning that this is your first day here, he smiles and says, "Well, you you don't know the whole story. Tell me." Um... I don't know if I trust you. There's no reason. I mean, you have not found a better person to trust. Well, I, I, I kind of lean in, but sort of wrap my hand around his neck. A little I'll bit. tell you, I'll tell you how much I trust. My drow buddy is of House Duvier. I said, shut up, and he just hits him in the ribs. House what? Listen, Duvier, powerful drow house. If you are familiar with the Underdark, you would know of this powerful drow family the drow now just quietly hangs his head and meanwhile grimwalt says look i wouldn't tell you that but listen i think it's no accident that you were here today sorry i destroyed your wonderful place but yeah there is talk of a green swan Many people are looking for it, and it looks like you are, too. My advice to you is go visit the Count. You'll find that he is quite the generous vam man who shares many customs, many beliefs, and is willing to do great things for Luminous. Namely, opening up trade, getting rid of this monetary system go meet with him in fact i have an invitation in my back pocket it lets him know that you're with us and he'll welcome you discuss this green squad discuss the politics discuss the trade deals discuss your time here in luminous you might find You've, you've just come to the right side of Skyworld. Is this a recruitment speech? You're being awfully generous. Wait a minute. You said that you want, that you work for the Count and that you want the freedom of the city and yet you blow things up because of the money that comes to the city? Do you see that sign over there? The Who one pays that for is the free product? That is Baron Von Feathermore's building that this place is. It's one of the establishments that chokehold the proud farmers and the people and the hunters and the people. Skyworld was never meant to be uh, 
it was never meant to be organized or colonized or monetized. It's a free land. It's a free airscape. There's plenty of resources here for everyone to control them and bottleneck them like the, 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 the Baron does. It's absolute tyranny. Okay, tough guy. You're here to free it. I have a question for you. If everything is so unorganized and free, what's going to happen when more hoodlums like you come in and blow stuff up? And now there's nobody organized to stop you. Do you think about that? <sighs> Never mind. I don't, I don't care. Birdie's right. We're not here for this. We're here for the swan. I just want you to know that I've got my eye on you. Well, looks like you'll have to be following me to the jail cell. And at that point, the hippo police arrive and they take away the three vandals into custody. Grinhalt just gives you a knowing wink. I roll my eyes at him. He just mouths the words, go to the count. And then they're led away. By now, everything is kind of settled down and you can see Kelly is uh, finished surveying the damage at the current. She heads away to her home. For the most part, the crowd disperses and you are left to the wide city of Luminous. Unbelievable. Well, what do you all think? I don't know. Uh, Luminous so far seems to be a very peculiar city. I guess I was expecting to see more of the god-like people here. But this is not... These people do not seem to be of the same stature. So I am a bit confused, to be honest, about what we have experienced so far. Right, but should we go see this Count person? Do you think he really knows something about the swan we're looking for? Well, I would say that this Count person and the Baron both likely know about this swan we are looking for. And if these guys are correct, we are not the only ones looking for them, so we could find ourselves in other troubles much like this cutting the crossfire between whatever is going on between these two leaders. You also remember that the last place the Prince of Autumn had his party was at Baron von Feathermore's castle. Ernie's thinking, hey, I think I was right. Um, when I was thinking about how the feather guy, the Feathermore guy must know where the swan is because his last name is Feathers and he likes feathers. Swans have feathers? No? I would imagine so, because they are a bird. So, that... I bet you I mean, he's a bird, or maybe he ha wears outfits, feather outfits. Oh no. What if he's wearing the green swan? Nope. We are not ha Nope, nope, nope. We are not having that conversation. We are not going there. La la la. Don't want to hear about it. <sighs> His castle, you can see out the window, and it looks huge. So I, I would say he's probably a, a large, a large man or a large. Oh, I did not observe that myself. That is a good eye, there, Bertie. So you think that we should go to this castle first? I don't know. I don't. I don't really care. Well, I don't want to ally myself with low lies and terrorists, but they seem pretty determined that the count might know. And if the swan, if people are looking for the swan, and the last place the swan was seen was the castle, wouldn't it stand to reason that everyone's gone to the castle and no one's found the swan there? Is that logic? I don't know. I don't know if that's logic. I don't think it's logic. I don't know. Simone, you decide. Well, I think that Melil, you know, he, he told us about this quest. And he said that the Prince of Autumn was last at this uh, festival thing at the Baron's castle. And these guys clearly are, you know, here to hurt people. So I do not want to give them the sympathy of the doubt at the moment um, because of their current actions. So I am having a hard time trusting that they are 
somehow on the good side, so to say. So I would rather, I guess, venture towards the Baron. And, you know, maybe he will let us take a look. And if we cannot find anything, you know, we can ask him questions. And then maybe at that point we could consider finding this count. As you move through the city, it's very easy to find the castle of Feathermore. And in fact, as luck would have it, a party is is debuting on this very evening. Even though it is bright in the sky, your body is telling you that it is getting close to sleepy time. But there is a party here that goes all over the um, the final hours of Luminous. It promises entertainment, competitions, and races. The price of entry being 10 gold per person with a live band, food and drink, hunt your own dinner entertainment, acrobatic competition, air races, and disgusting games of chance. Surrounding the castle is a river, a boat ride, flying carpets, all kinds of shops, and various families living in Skyworld. You pass by the Cloud Factory as well and see all the Cloud Factory workers milling about going from shift to shift. Meanwhile, the giant bulb of Luminous shines brightly, extending its light over this entire region. As you walk about the city, what do you pay attention to? And to where do you go? Walking through the city, I'm looking around to see if the citizens actually look like they're in this chokehold that the Bite Squad was talking about, or the Bite Club. And I'm looking to see if I see any graffiti or posters or anything from the Bite Club to like kind of further their points and their mantras. Hmm. Go ahead and make a perception check then. 19. 19. You see plenty of happy families. There is an air of wealth around Luminous. Uh, everything seems to be functioning efficiently on time without any little disturbance. Um, and you notice that the, the cultures of people, uh, the drow exist in families, the hippo exists in these colonies and groups of public servants. And you do notice some humans walking around, especially in the factories. But your eye does catch that there is a small shop with a door that leads underground. In fact, the door appears very much like a cellar door. And on a signpost nearby, you do see a couple pages torn off the wall and the ground resembling the bike club insignia. You see one of the hippo inspectors come by and clean them up, scrubbing the walls and tearing out the graffiti and the, the debris, shove it into a bin and move off and cleanse the rest of the city. And still that basement door into the ground remains. Birdie, as your hairy feet are stomping throughout the city, you notice that there is a large zeppelin that cruises over the skyscape and then delivers passengers and cargo to a far off area beyond your sight. But what do you pay attention to as you're walking through this city? You said there were games? Yes, the festival, the party at Castle Feathermore promises games and entertainment. Hmm. I think Birdie wants to join the party. Um, hey guys, um, hey look, it looks like they're having a party, and and she's getting very like excited. She's like, and look at the carpets, look, look the the, the flying carpets. I think we should um I think we should go in and, and and investigate. Yeah, it looks like where we need to go, and at least they're conveniently letting people in, but. <sighs> 10 gold? That's a pretty steep price. You think they'll let us in because we're heroes? And she taps the badge on her shoulder. 
Yeah, I'll let you do a, a history check on that, Trina, if you'd like. Well, actually, since you asked the question, Samoon and Birdie, you can do a history check to answer Trina's question. A straight 18. Uh, Samoon, you're recognizing the culture of this Luminous. It would not be an automatic. Uh, the badge that you're wearing, it seems to only apply to the gifts, the hippopotamus people. It seems that they've created their own little reward system of good citizenship. But you notice that no one else in the city besides yourself are wearing those and the hippo people. I don't I don't know that these badges will really work well for us, Trina. It seems that, um, I mean, these seem like the type of things that back on Banzaral that the guards would wear, but, you know, who kind of facilitate the cities to make sure that, you know, the bad people don't do bad things and the good people are protected. Um, but they never get free access to things because of that. It just seems like a gift that was given in the moment. And as I'm talking, um, I'm going to, uh, like as we were walking, um, Samoon is going to just cast uh, Cure Wounds on himself. Um, you know, and my arm is, my arm is, is a little bothersome. And uh, so he just kind of speaks the word Hansinesco over his arm and um, he's going to heal up some. Um, so he'll gain three points back. And uh, as, yeah, his focus was also on the people, but not so much looking for the bite squad. Um, he was just kind of contemplating his thoughts from earlier of like the aspect that this place he perceived would be like a ethereal deities kind of walking about. And he's trying to recognize like, do these people look like any type of specialness to them? Or do they mostly seem like regular folk that, you know, just happen to be in an area that he's not ever been to? And that may come as a surprise to Samoon, but as you walk around, everyone seems pretty normal. Very material, as opposed to ethereal. There is, uh, the people themselves are not magical, although the area is full of magical air. Flying carpets, flying brooms. There is a lot of flight, and you do see that there's this one uh, drow family who's riding on a carpet, and they nearly collide into this random person skating on a, a flying griffin. And the griffin is bucking and uh, nearly throws off the rider. The drow family stops and you watch as one of the children fall. And, but rather than being a frightened, the child just spins and spins and finally whips out a feather and begins to gently float to the ground. Lands on the ground, the family comes by and picks them up. And of course, the mother scolds the child, but it seems like a regular day. So despite the people being normal, the area is very magical and, and exciting. While you're looking, you see that there is the one boat that moves through this beautiful river that flows through gardens and forests, and it picks up passengers along the way. It seems to be traveling on a route. You also see a place called Borneo's Market, supplies and resale. You see a travel station where people are standing in line to purchase tickets to take the flight of the Zeppelin. You see another shop called Rinway's Library. And finally, the Ringer, a salon. Many people go in there and get decorated and dressed up and women collecting gossip. These are some of the curiosities and sundry locations that you notice as you wait for the festival to begin. Did you guys just see that child? They were flying up there and then they fell off and pulled out this feather thing and just glided down to the ground. I've never seen that. And I don't, they do not look like, I don't know, Genasi to me. Granted, they are well, a little far away, but could I tell like, perceptively make a guess as to what race they were 
Yeah, you see their elven features, though they are shorter and squat. Their ebony skin glistens in the light of luminous. Their shock white hair, clearly, they look like dark elves of the Underdark. He just glided down and he's like, I don't know, he looks like a drow from here. I feel like falling is probably enough of a hazard here that everyone has precautions for it. Simon thinks about it. <laughs> Should I test this theory? <laughs> I guess that makes me more comfortable than to see all these flying contraptions about. I just, it's just amazing to me that there are so many people like in tune with the air in some way. I don't know, I was just uh, making an observation. But Birdie, you are mentioning something about a party? Looks like there's going to be a party. They're setting up games and um, things. I think it's fun. I, I, I hear music in the background. I, I think it would be a good idea to go investigate the party. I think you're right. Especially since the swan was lost in a party, we might be able to follow the uh, feather prints, if you would, see what happened. That is true. And then maybe we can hear some of the local rumors to see if we hear, or rather, to hear if we gain any clues of people citing this green swan. I wonder if we'd be able to talk to the Baron directly. I'm sure the Prince of Autumn was a special guest of his. Yes, but the Prince of Autumn, is he not a deity himself? Um, the Archfey, they're not quite deities, but... They are very, very powerful, and they have a lot of power. Well, I say power. They have a lot of influence in their own might and realms. Uh, so he's very important. He's just not quite a deity. He's not quite Millel status. He probably did not handsome. invent something that no one else did. No, no. He mostly just rules one of the um, realms of the Dreamland. If he only takes important guests, I might be able to get us to see him. What makes you say that? She looks very uncomfortable. Looking around, actually, her hand kind of goes up to where she was previously scarred. I mean, I could go in the name of my mistress, and I think he'd have to see me. The problem is, if she finds out, I might get in trouble. Wait, is she the one that attacked you at Elden's healing house? Yeah. Why would you ever want to be in her name? Well, I didn't really get a choice. We're not all born free. Well, I am not going to stop you. I mean, I do not have any other way of talking to the Baron. Other oh. than sneaking. But I have a feeling that would not go so well for us. Let's maybe just go to the party and see if we can get in naturally. Maybe he's a sociable guy. And we can just walk right up. Birdie's a hero. We could use her legend, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm famous everywhere. And so the day wanes on, and finally, the gates of Castle Feathermore open. And there are plenty of high socialite and wealthy people standing in line, waiting, greeting one another, pulling up in expensive modes of transportation. Powerful Pegasus brings some, Griffins bring others, and still the most common form of travel, while maintaining some level of dignity, would be, of course, carpet riding. And as you walk up, you get a couple of comments under their breath, a couple socialites, um, one of them appearing very much ethereal, Samoon. And she just casually mentions <laughs> soil shoes have arrived. <laughs> Land walkers. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, look at them. Oh, so drab coming in here, plodding along at what is it, three miles an hour? <laughs> if. And they begin to chuckle and gently glide away and you notice this ethereal powerful woman with skin very much like yours does not appear to be walking she's simply gliding though you may look away quickly as you see that her long dress reveals nothing of any sort of legs that she possesses 
and her attendant simply walks side by side with her, decorated with a shawl and a head headdress, keeping up with this large giant of woman. And soon enough, you get to the gates, and there is a proud footman there, of course, a hippo, and he accepts the payment. Uh, Ten gold, please. Do you present it? Can we try our badges? <laughs> our badges get us <laughs> oh, that is a woo, beautiful citizenry. You are here to help, then? Yes, we are here to provide extra security. Oh, security, let me check my ledgers. <laughs> that would be a deception check, Trina. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you'll find everything. You know, they might not have actually added our name uh, because we All just right, got so hired let's, this let's morning. Let's establish it. It is going to be a 15 or higher. I didn't make it. Oh, I didn't There's think so. There's no yeah. way I made it. Yeah. So hey, he, he looks at the ledger. Well, he he looks at the ledger and says, mm, nope, sorry. No, no request for extra security. Well, it just well, actually, we weren't really security. I think we are here more for entertainment. <laughs> I mean, she is rather entertaining. <laughs> Look at her dirty feet. Do you really think she pulled yeah, up a I'm hole a, in the ground? I'm a famous folk hero, and sometimes they um, like to invite me to these parties to show people how I hit things. <laughs> like rocks underneath where you came out of your burrow. <laughs> Famous for that, I'm sure. Exactly, just like that. Failing to see the joke, she just, oh, please, hurry up. Are you going to pay or not? Oh, the, the genie is right. Are you going to pay? Um, you are guests. Uh, Birdie, I'll allow you to make a persuasion check as you attempt to become the entertainment. It's going to be more difficult now, so it's going to be a 17 or higher. Okay. I have a plus nine to persuasion. I wish. <laughs> anyway. Oh, this, is not, this isn't going to go well. Persuasion. 17 or higher. Or. Oh. He looks at you, puts a big old hand on your shoulder. You can see he has like three fingers dull gray skin but very human-like and he kind of leans forward you can smell his breath at this point he says i think you're probably a really good performer believe me soil shoe or no but no we don't have an opening tonight i'm so sorry um we have lots of guests can you are you are you a guest he's uncomfortable with this this conflict that's going on especially at the threat of insulting this genie who is behind you and she's starting to huff and fume and you can almost feel like the air changing around you getting more humid as if a storm is approaching um i'm gonna take out <laughs> okay i'm gonna take out all of my gold and to show that i have money and then i will pay for all three of us Okay, how much do you present them? Uh, all I have is like 200 gold. That was what was in my locker. Okay, and then Malil gave you some paper money, right? Right. So I'm just okay. going to have it in my satchel and just kind yeah. of like be obnoxious about <laughs> going through it. She's Before she pays, um, Samoon's like, feeling the impatience of this figure behind him and all of a sudden like he's like thinking about saying something but he doesn't and then all of a sudden he like feels this temperature change and he notices it <laughs> and he, turning around kind of looking slightly up at her excuse me I think you are being very rude and I feel like you are being unnecessarily mean towards us. What? What is your problem? Why can we not just stand here and have a conversation with this hippo god? Who makes you so special? I 
whoosh, she starts to double in size and a tornado begins to pick up. If anything was unstable at this moment, it begins to fly up. And then she dwindles down to your level and puts the finger in your hand and you can just see her blathering, failing to come up with words. And you can see her maidservant now is holding an ewer and her hands are trembling in this ewer and you see a small smoky steam erupting from this ewer and trailing to the genie's feet. The genie looks at you and says, you ungrateful, snot-nosed, dirty-footed orphan. Dare you insult me? How do you know that I am an orphan? Get back, you Janasi. I will not. I stand here before you again and I ask you, who are you? How do you know me? Make a strength saving throw. Every story comes to an ending, so for now we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded, and we look forward to continuing this adventure. If you enjoyed this background music and ambiance, then you should visit Tabletop Audio. You can find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. And take the time to sojourn with us. For articles on playing your very own Dungeons & Dragons games, visit www.sojournersawake.com. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon. If you hope that Samoon doesn't die instantly, then go ahead to your favorite podcasting platform and leave a rating and review. Believe me, he's going to need it. And however you sojourn with us, as always, May your story continue.